the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. There we go, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. And uh, this fabulous Friday, I hope that you've got a, uh, a good day that's uh, going on for you out uh, today. Hey, the Orange Unified School Board Thursday night became the sixth California school system to require notifying parents when their child identifies as transgender. It's a decision made after State Attorney General uh, Rob Bonta filed a lawsuit against Chino Valley Schools over the similar policy. And uh, all this policy basically is that schools have to tell parents if their uh, their kid is uh, presenting themselves as a different gender or they want different pronouns or something like that. With us to talk about this is the um, chairman or chairwoman of the Chino Valley Board of Education, Sonia Shaw. Sonia, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you for having me. Hey, great to have you, and thank you for being with us today. And, you know, you your uh, school board was the first to uh, pass this resolution. Is that correct? Are you first or second? Somewhere in that line. You guys are first. Yeah, fir- no, we were the first yeah. after the coalition, which I was part of, um, developed the policy, and we're definitely not the last. That's, that's a huge, uh, amazing blessing. So, yes. Yeah, I think that first is— First but not last. <laughs> that's right, and I think— uh, uh, and that's why you're being sued also, because you're first. You know, that's why uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get to step into that. Uh, and we'll talk that's about... Okay. You know, we're prepared. Yeah, we'll talk about that here in, in just a moment. You know, uh, we're proud of you for doing that. It's a time where parents need to to stand up for for this. I mean, it's such a... It shouldn't even be controversial at all, uh, but it is. You were present at the Orange Unified uh, School Board meeting last night. Is that right? Yeah, we had our own board meeting and, you know, I was on my way home and I'm like, oh, no, I got to go support them. Um, so I just turned myself around and got there. And and uh, it was such a, a huge uh, honor to be able to be there and watch it in action oh, instead good. of just online. Yeah, so, yeah. Good, good for you and being there. I think uh, we talk about this a lot on our show. That showing up matters, even if it's not your thing, yeah. you know, being president. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? Let's talk about uh, you for just a little bit. Uh, you're a, you're a mom, is that right? Yeah, I'm a mom of two uh, beautiful teenagers. But yeah. yeah, and I call them two fur baby. I have two fur babies too. So <laughs> I'm a dog mom and a and a mom mom. All right. <laughs> and uh, you know, you when you decided to run for school board, uh, this isn't something that is uh, your planned career, right? What did you What were your expectations when you decided to run for school board? I had absolutely no idea I was ever going to run for school board. I didn't even know what a school board was about three and a half, four years ago. Uh Um, I didn't even know we elect them. Um, I'm a fitness trainer. I I love health and fitness. That was my my heart and passion. Getting into it, I obviously, I've attended every single board meeting except one recently um, because I was volunteering as a a, um, chaperone. But getting into it and watching the school board, I still had no clue 
what we where would we be today? It's mind blowing yeah. that notifying parents became a nation and now a worldwide thing. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of blown away that we're at this point, but it's also proof that we're at this point and we need to make change. Yeah, it is a shocking thing. And you talk about that. I'll bet that uh, many people listening don't really know what a school board is. You know, I think this is new to a lot of people. It's that uh, part at the end of the ballot, right, that I think sometimes you get tired and you want to go to lunch and you don't know how to vote for that. Or you or you you vote for the uh, the name that uh, rings a bell or somebody's sign that you saw. Right. And we don't take it seriously. But I think something we've learned and we learned this a lot through the covid is that local elections matter a whole lot. They absolutely matter. And right now in California, our, our government bullies are proving that local elections matter because they're passing laws to stop us here locally on what we're able to and have always been able to do. So, again, look at where we're at right now. They don't even want us to have local control because they used to control the local the local elective officials. Right. That's right. Um, and now you see this is the inflection point where it's like, no, we're not going to let that happen anymore. Yeah, I think it's important for people to know that the reason that uh, Sacramento or uh, in other states, the capitals, uh, even in Washington, there's so much control is because voters don't often pay attention to the local stuff. You're absolutely correct, but they need to because that's the heart of everything. That is exactly where um, and they knew that, right? That's right. Um, So as soon as it started to switch, you saw their ways be known to people like me and just a normal typical day-to-day mom going to soccer games and and being there for my family we started to be aware because of their actions um but yeah local control matters i feel like that's where you make the biggest change especially right now yeah it it matters greatly tell us real quick what is a school board for the person who's driving right now and they're driving home they're going you know what i still don't know what a school board is what does a school board do i'll do a short a short version so a school board is an elected body um and we kind of make that we, we actually the superintendent of the schools who's in charge of the entire school. We're in charge of him and making sure him or her um, that they, you know, make sure that all the all the um, beautiful things like arts and, you know, all the curriculum and our policies, everything is played out. So we we oversee and we govern that. Mm. So school boards have a lot of authority over your children because we're deciding we put the final stamp of approval on everything that happens in education here at your local school boards. And that's what we're doing. I mean, we also attend events. We give our support. We meet with people to bring in, you know, exciting um, programs. Um, So there's a lot of opportunity for your school board. And I don't think just like myself, we knew how powerful our school boards are and how important they are. We need to make sure people that are there have the best interest in your children's education. Otherwise, our children are in danger. Mm. That's exactly uh, the right word, I think. Our kids are in danger. You know, there's a a meme going around on social media today that I saw that it had like this, I don't know, he's six years old, seven years old kid with, you know, tattoos all over him. And it says, you know, if he says he's ready for tattoos, he's ready for tattoos. Don't discriminate, right? Uh, if he says yeah. he's ready to drink and drive and it shows his kid, he's got to be, you know, 12, you know, who are we to say that he uh, can't drink and drive? Don't discriminate. And I think people yeah. are, are waking up to the absurdity of what's going mm-hmm. on with our kids, but our kids have been in danger actually for a while. They have. You're absolutely right. I mean, look at, we've been... California has been 40th in the nation with with their test scores. And as much as you don't want to just 
put it on there. I mean, that is testimony to what our kids have been learning in the classroom. And you have amazing teachers. You have amazing mm-hmm. staff members. I, I believe in my heart, you know, you have a lot of amazing people, but their hands are tied because you have your unions and your Department of Ed who have a different focus and they have a different agenda than educating your kids. And I think people need to start getting more involved. They need to start being more aware. Myself was included. I mean, I kind of trusted the system. I was a volunteer in the classroom for both of my kids for almost a decade before the shutdown, um, you know, shut parents out. And I think that's where a lot of parents became aware of a lot of things is during that time. Is that what caused you to run? How did you decide, you know what, I I discovered there's a school board and, and I need to be a part of that. Yeah. So during the shutdown, a lot of things were happening and parents started talking on social media. And then another parent said, we need to go to our school board and voice this. So we started going to our school board. We developed like a grassroots organization. I quickly became the voice and the president of our local um, advocate group. We realized our school board did not listen to parents. Um, And we knew when the election, they said, oh, you guys um, have two seats coming up. We're switching to trustee areas. A lot of uh, California school boards are turning to that right now. Two seats are coming up. We're like, oh, my gosh, we need to switch these seats if we ever want a voice at the table. So we found a candidate for one area. I was still just advocating and, you know, driving to flying and driving to Sacramento and going to all these local elective officials trying to get a voice and because our school board didn't want to listen to us. And it was one day I came home to our leadership group and I said, okay, we need to secure this other seat. Which one, which one of you moms and one dad that was in our leadership group lives in this area? And all of the addresses started coming through. Nobody lived in that area. We had mo- one mom who was great at reading the mo- maps. It came to my address. And I'm like, oh, I don't live in that area. And they're like, Sonia, what's your address? You're the last one. We get- I gave my address, and my house was on the line. And it was like Shaw 2022. And I'm like, oh, no, what am I, what am I doing? Um, so that's kind of how I, I mean, we just had to. We were doing everything we can. How can I tell any parent you're going to run if you live there and then not not, you know, follow through what, what I asked everybody else to. Um, so, yeah, we, we ran a campaign and we had somebody who spent over $150,000 to run against us parents. But we, we showed them that the community wanted a voice at the table. We actually flipped our majority by two seats. So now we have four amazing voices. I mean, we have a great a great school board regardless. Mm-hmm. But with the current issues, you have four um, school board members that have completely um, submitted to listening to the parents. And I think that's amazing that that shows people you have control of your local government right now. I think, um, but yeah, that's how I came about. I never had plans for this. Yeah. Well, thank you for stepping up uh, for that. You know, I think that uh, the COVID in a way did us a favor. It let people have an in- insight into their schools, right? All of us uh, who had to go through third grade again on the video class or whatever we did. I know. Right? And, uh, and uh, I, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's right to say, hey, you know what? There's a lot of great teachers and administrators, but they don't have control. Uh, they don't get to do what they would do if they had even some freedom to teach uh, their kids the way they would do it and other stuff. But there's a small number of people who do make a significant impact that have pushed parents out and have an agenda that's not about the kids. And, you know, I think, Sonia, there's a lot of people listening who say, well, that's not happening in my community, but I think it's happening everywhere. It's happening all over. Parents are just not aware because you have your big organizations like your, um, we belong to a CSBA, that's the California School Board Association, they push policies and they ask you, you know, they, they provide them for, for all of California schools to adopt. 
and the majority of California schools, school boards are all adopting the same policies. So they may not know, but there's a lot of things in there that have been adopted within the last few years that I believe in my heart parents would be horrified from. Prior to this notification policy, we actually had a policy developed or, you know, adopted that was quite the opposite. It was saying we are going to keep the secret from the parent. And if you go and look in your policies, you might find that same policy. This is not just, you know, here locally that we had this. So I I think parents may not be aware of it locally, but just like with certain laws coming down, you know, take, for example, the tampons in the boys' restroom, Mm -hmm. restroom. You get that all the time. People are not aware that that's actually actually a law that was passed that requires school districts to put them in there. That's right. But people don't know, right? Yep. And there's uh, it's another topic, but there are several bills, and we've talked about them on our show before, that are happening. One right now, actually, it's a really big deal that's getting passed in Sacramento, and it takes away parents' rights significantly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's there's a few, and ten se- AB ten seventy eight is on Newsom's desk, and I call it Newsom's bill, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's to take away the local control of your school board. It passed through assembly and Senate, and now what they're saying is that the Department of Ed, which we know does not focus on education, and they focus on the perversion of children and and the social justice issues more than they do on educating our kids. That bill passed and is ready to sign into law that it takes away our control to determine what is age appropriate in a classroom. Now it goes back to your county superintendents, which most likely are already united with our state superintendent, and they're linking arms saying, you're not going to decide, we are. And they just that's ready to be signed into law right now. P- parents need to wake up because if you didn't think that your school board is at risk, 1078 becomes at risk. You can no longer, as a school board, decide what is age appropriate and what's not without this, without their, you know, them telling you what yeah. it is and isn't. So this would take away the school board's ability to even make these decisions. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Why do you even need a school board at this point? They're telling you right now you don't even need a school board. We're going to tell them what to do. Yeah, this is a big deal, everybody. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Sonia Shaw. She's the president of the Chino Valley Unified School District. And, uh, Sonia, you, your school district, because you went first, uh, you're getting sued uh, by the state of California because you passed um, a resolution. Uh, tell us about that resolution and why is uh, why are you getting sued for it? Absolutely. I know you say we're getting sued, but it also came with death threats and a bunch of name calling, but it right. also came with amazing amount of support, right? Yeah. So look it. We're not surprised by getting sued because we're, uh, we're, we're actually challenging the state taking control from us. But here's what I do say, like, they don't, they're suing us because they want to have control, right? Mm -hmm. But we're going to stand our ground and we're going to fight them. I mean, sue us or not, I'm not surprised. This notification policy was simply to say, hey, parents, we know the state wants to keep secrets from you on certain issues, but we're not going to. So we're going to notify you if um, your kid is bullied or if your kid is suicidal or if your kid is... um, wanting to, you know, be another gender than what they were born as. If they want to go into another bathroom than, you know, the gender that they were born as. Um, If they want to play on the opposite sports team of the, you know, sex that they were born as. We're going to notify you. And that caused them to literally, like, raise up their, their stick and say, no way, you're not going to. They try to, you know, threaten us, do an investigation on us. They couldn't find anything. Right. This was their last straw here to keep it here locally here in California, when I say locally, I mean California, 
because they can control us in California by passing these bills. But people should be aware. When this happened, they couldn't push a bill fast enough to stop us, right? Yeah. They knew that it has to go to next session, which is next year in legislation, um, the legislation session. Mm-hmm. So what they did is they tried to intimidate and bully us right now and start the process. Yeah. Now, if this was so dangerous as they're claiming, why is Chino the only one being sued right now when you have six districts now, as of last night, six districts that passed this? Let, let that sink in. What does that tell you? This is not about keeping your kids safe. This is about control and setting an example of Chino. But they picked the wrong ones to fight because we're going to fight back. Yeah, good for you. The You know, it is one of the things I think people also need to, to hear. Tell me what you think about this. A concern that I have about this fight that needs to happen is we want to – it can't be something that becomes partisan, right? Republicans versus Democrats. Oh, yeah. It's got to – we have to recognize wherever we're coming from on this, you know, if you've got kids – and I asked this on my show. I still haven't got a call about it. How many parents out there would like the school to keep secrets from you about your kid? I, I think the number is zero, really. Like, oh, yes, I would like yeah. the school to not tell me that my child is going through this. No one's saying that. Uh, on any party, whatever your beliefs are, you want to know what's going on with your kid. Uh, how do we make sure that everybody realizes this is this is not partisan? This is about parents and kids. You know what? It's already happening by the actions of what I call the political cartel of Newsom, Bonta and Thurman. Because here's what's happening. They want us to divide between red and blue, Christian, non-Christian, religious, non-religious. Um, um, so they're doing that. They're doing Republican versus Democrat. But guess what parents are doing? We're saying, no, this is not a political issue. You're making it a political issue by getting involved. This is a parent issue. This is a family issue. You're trying to break up the family unit. And what I've seen, and this is what I want, I want people to stay encouraged, is people are coming from all different walks, all different affiliations, all different religions or non-religions, all different party affiliations, and they're coming together, regardless of them saying this is red or blue, and we're coming together and we're uniting because this is the kids, right? Yeah, that's this right. This is our children. And, and you know what? We're talking about education. And, I, and this morning when I was talking to God, literally, this is the biggest lesson right now in current what, what is happening in history, right? We're making history with um, just showing our kids how people are coming together, right? Right. And this is the biggest lesson they'll learn because right now we're showing them regardless of what's happening and regardless of the abuse of government power, parents are standing up. Communities are standing up. Grandparents, people who don't even have kids are standing up and saying enough is enough. And I think that is the biggest lesson to show them they are valuable. We're going to stand against the tactics that they're throwing at us. And we're going to do the right thing. And we're also going to show them the Constitution gives them rights and stand true to the Constitution. Don't let them strip your rights away. And, and I think that, honestly, I think it's already happening. Yeah, I think that you're right. I, and I think that's really, really important that uh, we do this uh, this way. You know, for somebody who didn't uh, even know what a school board was uh, four years ago, you're very inspiring with this. Uh, you know, I think, oh, well, thank you. I think the Lord has done something in you and uh, lit this fire for a purpose. Well, I- I'm glad to hear that because, you know, some days I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm tired. Yeah. And he's like, I'll give you the energy. Don't worry. But, you know, I want people to know God does not call the qualified. He's going to qualify you, right? Yep. He's going to give you the tools. All he needs is your yes. That's it. Mm. Yes, 
and I, and I'm proof. I'm a soccer mom. I didn't go to college. I was very young when my mom passed away. I had to take care of my siblings. I was in and out of school, missing a lot because I was taking care of my siblings for a period of my life. And look, if we can get in there and, and do the right thing and focus on what is right, anybody can do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Trust me. I promise you. You know, I think people who are listening right now and thinking, well, you know, maybe I ought to run next year, listen to what Sonia says. Maybe the Lord is putting that on your heart. And if you're saying, I'm not qualified, trust that he's going to qualify you. And, Absolutely. Yeah, and trust what he can do with you. I mean, I think that matters so much, Sonia. And I just, I just can't thank you enough for, uh, for standing up uh, in doing this. What's the, uh, so that you're getting, uh, you're, the state's going to uh, sue Chino Valley. It's going to go on for a while. Uh, how yeah. can we best support you and other school districts um, who are going to go through this now? Okay, number one, prayer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, here's the beautiful part. There's people coming and saying we want to help. So, you know, we are, we are taking those gifts. What we're going to do is um, we read into record at our, at our school board meeting last night. We gave our, our superintendent direction to go explore all these nonprofit organizations that want to help us because we do not want to take away the funds that, you know, the state is trying to take away from our children to yeah. sue us, right? right? This is a fight, and it's going to be expensive. But prayfully we get that secured we get somebody in there to work alongside our district attorney because he is absolutely amazing i do want to say um have faith because there's amazing people in this fight i know that you know people look at school districts as all evil they are not that's right um but i do want to say that you will see some stuff come up in the next week or so and that's how you can get involved even if you're not the voice even if you're not going to run you can support this cause, and and we'll be able to release that soon once, you know, board takes action, hopefully, and everything goes right. But I would say prayer, and then just be prepared to help us stand up in your way that you're called. I mean, everybody's given a gift. We just got to use it. That's right. That's absolutely right. Can I pray for you real quick before we go? Oh, that would be a blessing. Absolutely. God, I thank you for Sonia and what you are doing in her life. I pray that you give her wisdom. I pray that you give her energy. I pray that you protect her family. Uh, even protect her pets that she loves so much. I pray, Lord, that you surround her with people that are wise, that will take this burden and uh, pass it around and share it. And for many of us listening, that we would step up in our areas or in Chino Valley, if that's where we are and we're listening. I thank you for Sonia and the way you've called her into this. We pray for our kids. We pray for repentance of those who are leading our kids astray in the wrong way and revival uh, in our state and our country. In Jesus' name, amen. Absolutely, yeah. and thank you, Jesus, for bringing us all together. Yeah, amen. Sonia, what's the, uh, is there an uh, email address or a uh, website or social media you want me to put out for you? Um, you I mean, I have my Instagram, uh, my candidate account. Yeah. Uh, it's S-O-N-J-A and then Shaw, S-H-A-W. It's 2026 because I had to change it. Right. Um, I have unions coming after me and such, so um, we, we're keeping my account active right now. Yeah. But yeah, that's the best way right now. All right, uh, and we'll put that on our it. show, uh, our show social media, thank which you. is at Pastor Scott. So, Shonya Shaw, thank you for joining me today on the Pastor Scott Show, and thanks for what you're doing. Thank you. It was an honor. Thank you so much. All right. God bless you. All right, Pastor Scott Show will continue with Open Line Friday as soon as the Pastor Scott Show Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. Listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at Pastor Scott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. 
and into government systems where adults can have private conversations with them. And everyone, and I mean everyone, from the school bus driver to the cafeteria lady, will have knowledge about that child's gender confusion, about their stress, their anxiety, their depression, except parents. The children are out. There is no more privacy. This is not an outing policy. This is a parental notification policy. At the same time, we have the Attorney General Rob Bonta waging an unsubstantiated war, a lawsuit against Chino Valley Unified School District that will fail. The TRO that was issued just the other day is simply that. It is a temporary order to maintain the status quo until a final decision is re reached, and that decision will be the policies legal, constitutional, and necessary to protect children. Do the right thing, vote this policy in. Thank you. That was a speaker named Nicole Pearson at uh, the Orange Unified School District last night as they passed a new parental notification policy. Uh, you know, the parental notification policy, by the way, it's the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Parental notification policy is just, hey, if your kid, you know, is, uh, there's a lot of reasons why you want that, right? If your kid's suicidal, if they're doing drugs, if they have other behavioral problems or mental illness, there's a whole lot of reasons that schools need to tell you as a parent. Uh, and this is if your child decides that they are going to present themselves as transgender um, and they want to use another bathroom, they want another name, they want another pronouns. You know, it's interesting because it's uh, those who are challenging it are saying it's an outing policy that you shouldn't out these kids. The thing is, they're already out. Number one, everybody knows it. And like the speaker said, the school bus driver even knows it. Right. Everybody knows it. It is the worst thing, I think, as a parent to realize that you are the last one to know uh, something about your kid. Have you ever had that experience? I'm trying to think if I have, you know, really had that experience. But, you know, I've had teachers conferences where they've said things that uh, I kind of know about. Right. And it's great to get the teacher's perspective because the teacher is with your kid, you know, six hours a day, seven hours a day. And you may not have even as a parent that kind of contact, except on the weekends or other times, right? So you want to have a good relationship with your teacher and you want your teacher, your kid's teacher to tell you not just how your kid's doing grade-wise, certainly you're interested in that, but you know, for me as a dad, I'll tell you what, I am so much more interested, really, in how they're doing socially. In are they making friends? Are they obeying the teacher? Are they respectful? Are they having you know other problems? Do they play? I used to spy on my kids at recess. They don't. They don't know this. But uh, if I had, to, I didn't do it all the time. But if I had to come, or if I came early for pickup, or sometimes my wife worked at the school, so sometimes we'd go to lunch or I would drop something off. Or, you know, there'd be a reason. Well, I used to go out in the playground and just see how they're doing. I not to spy on them to be ugly, but I wanted to know. Are they interacting with kids or are they sitting by themselves, right? What, you know, I want to make sure, though, I'll tell you what, as a dad, and I'm just saying, grades matter, I want them to do well. But the social stuff, you know, am I learning to be kind? Can I get along with people? Am I going through something that nobody knows about? Though I can't imagine, the. it's got to be the worst thing to hear uh, or to find out that everybody, including my kid's teacher, knows some struggle that my kid has and that I don't know, right? I can't imagine having that trouble with the teacher, and I can't imagine a policy that the teacher's not allowed to tell me that my kid goes by a completely different name, that my kid might actually, here in California, be considering maybe even already getting some kind of medical care to begin a transition. I, 
to be lied to by the schools about that and to have it be a policy. You know, we're not talking about, you know, some rogue teacher or administrator. We're talking about a policy. Uh, this is, uh, as a parent, that that should worry you tremendously. What else are they going to lie to you about for your kid? You know, what else it, might your kid be going you know, be going on and they don't want to. And the, the thing that's inconsistent too about this one is that for sure the schools are going to tell you if your kid's suicidal, but the inconsistency is, is well, the, transit, the uh, trans kid is suicidal, right? That's who keeps saying. Uh, so they're not going to tell you on that suicidal kid, but they're going to tell you on the other. It makes no sense. And it's a, it is a philosophy that's driven by something else. Uh, if we have some time for it, I'll give you a, a clue here on what that is here in just a second. Let me go to the phones. The number is 888-528-2557. Dan in Rancho Santa Margarita. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Scott. How you doing? Good, Dan. How are you today? Good. Hey, yeah, I was listening to the lady uh, speaking, and I always feel bad when I hear people like that because I know that there's thousands of people that would support what they're doing, but there's very few activists among us. And I appreciate her activism, and I hope that will encourage us to maybe step up and do little things, if not big things. Um, I know as Christians, we don't often push back too much. We don't, we're not activated like some of the other groups. Like the left wing, people are scared of them. They're scared that they'll demonstrate in front of their office. They're, they're scared that they might close down the 101 freeway. They're scared when they see them march by with their fist in the air. And we, we don't do that. Not that we should do that, but, but we could be more active and we could put a little more pressure on. And one of the things I was going to suggest is I discovered, Rob, uh, uh, Robert Bonta on on Instagram recently, and I noticed some of his actions that he took and some of the actions he hasn't taken. I was thinking, this is the district attorney of California. What is he doing? Let's see what his agenda is. Is he taking care of all the crime and the terrible things that are happening in San Francisco and mm-hmm. Los Angeles? Yeah. And that No, you know what he's dealing with? I watched him dealing with political matters. One, he was lauding the Democrats. He went to some, I think, the Democratic convention maybe in California. Another thing he was doing, he was pushing this agenda, talking and bragging about how he was suing, you know, Chino, and he was getting after Temecula and all yeah, that. We, thinking, yeah, we went on a, uh, we, we played a lot of that a while ago. You know, and, you know, the district attorney, it's a, it's a partisan job, right? You're right. You vote Republican or Democrat, but you still have so many bigger things. You know, and Dan, I think you make a point, and I wonder if we're, if it's more about being scared or do people feel like they would have to adopt these tactics of the left, right, in order to get – I don't think they do. I think something that's inspiring about uh, Sonia Shaw's story – and Dan, and Dan, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. And Sonia Shaw is the president of the Chino Valley School District. When she said – she didn't even know what a school district was four years ago, right? I think that's where most of us are, right? I think that's where most people are, most voters. But four years ago to today, look at where she is. Uh, look at what she has been able to accomplish. Look at what she has been able to set in motion. And she talked about, you know, her life and where she had been and the different pressures. And she's a mom and she's a business owner. And she, you know, I think we think we're too busy. I think we think that we can't make an impact. And she's living proof that you can. And this is the time I think that we we have to wake up. I got a call who didn't want to leave their name. They just left a message uh, with a screener, uh, our wonderful Mia today. And uh, the caller said uh, that she works at LAUSD and says that everything is worse than it seems. And she just didn't want to uh, to talk about it on the air. And I get that. And, and probably you want to hide a little bit, right? But the idea, 
and, and I would say that that's true. When you really look at what's happening in Sacramento, what's happening in our schools, how far it's already gone. Like we said, the, the COVID alerted people to it, right? You have statistics about bad education, which, by the way, that is a social crisis. It is the civil rights crisis of our day, education. And it certainly is the test scores because that means something for your life. It means something for your ability to succeed in just living your life in a way that you're not always going to be struggling, right? It, education, it matters tremendously. It's so important. And when your education is now tinged by other philosophies that are going to hinder you. In fact, there's this big story griping about uh, if you put the they, them pronouns in your resume and you're applying for a job, the story was griping because employers aren't going to hire you if you do that. And you know what? That's true, by the way, if you're listening. You know why? And I've hired a lot of people. And I'll tell you what, sometimes you put a resume aside because there's one red flag in it. You might be super good at your job. You might be super talented, super qualified. But if it comes across that you're going to be a pain in the neck in my office, if it comes across that there's something about this person that I don't care what they're qualified for, they're not going to get along with people. They're going to uh, find things wrong. They might end up suing me. Just the thought, that may not even be fair, it might not even be true, but just the thought of that says, I'm going to hire somebody else. People need to know that. That's real life. Uh, That's tangible real life right there. Uh, Let me back to the phones. The number is 888-528-2557. Rudy and Brea, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Hi, Rudy. Um, Yeah, I agree that I think parents have been checked out for a long time, and uh, you know what? I think this whole, you know, the whole Chino Valley and the Orange Unified, it's, it's like, it's veiled. It's, they make it seem like it's about parents' rights, even though I feel like parents have been checked out for so long. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they don't care about, like, half of the stuff that goes on. Otherwise, they just take their kids out and, you know, they'd homeschool them or put them in the private school. But they don't care enough to do that because so, they – I feel like most parents treat – public school like daycare and they expect the public school to their their expectations and their entitlement to this government school is like crazy because they almost expect them to like parent parent them even though and people and like you were saying that it'd be it'd feel awful if you're the last person to know about something um about something about your child i feel like that's the wrong reaction i feel like it's more important to ask the question why did my why am I the last know? Why did my kid feel uncomfortable enough to tell that everyone else knows? Yeah, that's certainly a, that, that is certainly an issue there, right? Is that uh, why would I not know? Uh, but in and this because, in this case, it's because I would tell my kid knock it off. Exactly, I think that's that's why I think it's a veiled attempt because most of these evangelical parents they they are against they're they're against trans and they're against. I think I think what you're finding, though, Rudy, is that this is not just evangelicals or Christians or even Republicans. And that's something that's important to see here is that you've got Democrats and Republicans and different religions at these meetings, even gay people at these meetings who are raising kids on the same page. These kids could have a boyfriend or a girlfriend of somebody that the parent doesn't want them to be with. They Mm -hmm. could be having they could be having sexual relations. And the, the teacher is not obligated to tell the parent. And the conservatives aren't up in arms about that. 
Well, I think that I think that maybe people need to get up in arms about that kind of thing. Like there's certain things where maybe you don't. I'll I'll speak to it. Uh, I got to take a break here, uh, Rudy. I appreciate that. You know, I'll speak to it from even a ministry standpoint. Sometimes the youth director, you know, hears stuff that the parents don't know about. But part of the goal is you try to get the parents involved eventually, right? You try to bridge that gap. Rudy makes a good point about parents being disconnected and letting the state raise the kids. Horrible mistake. That's one of the ways we got here. I mean, frankly, the fact that we don't know what school boards are and we don't know what they are, that has been going on for 50, 60 years, I think, at least that long. That's why. That's why we've got to this point. And, you know, we can lament that, but we have to move forward and say, okay, but now we have to get together and we can't make it partisan. We cannot make it left and right or Christian versus non-Christian or something. This is our kids, and real life happens. i got to take a break. I see your call, uh, and uh, the call's coming in. It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show, Friday edition. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. It is Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. You can change the subject or keep going with whatever we're talking about. Right now, we're talking about uh, this hour, the school boards and the decisions to uh, have parental notification policies uh, in the area of transgender uh, issues. And uh, so we've been talking about that. 888-528-2557. Uh, I'm not sure how to say your name. Is it uh, Sulu Suhil? Is that right? I think yes, I'm... sir. It's Suhil. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. No problem, sir. Thank you so much for taking me at my call. And yeah. uh, I would like to tell you, I've listened to this show for years. And this is my very, very first time calling. All right, here's your fanfare for calling first time. Welcome, first time caller. I love it. I love it. But it's the subject that is so provocative that made me call. Yeah. It's uh, it's the kids and, you know, how they are playing with their minds and how they are doing all that. And unfortunately, Pastor Scott, uh, you know, this is a battle that what I've heard about San Bernardino is just a little battle that is won. Unfortunately, we're losing the war, actually. So uh, it, it is it is a big chaos we're having with schools. I have two kids so far going to school right now. Mm-hmm. And I want to say a couple of things here, uh, Pastor Scott. First and foremost, um, we lost the, the battle when they took God out of school. Long time so ago. When yes, sir. We lost we lost the war. Because when God is off, then you can do anything. It's a, it's, it's a chaotic ground where you can do anything you like. So that's that's the first one. The second thing, uh, it, I, I was just imagining how Jesus went into the chapel, uh, the, the, the the you know, uh, in Jerusalem, right? And yeah. he saw all of these people selling and doing stuff, and he took the stick and become angry and you know, um, kick them all out, right? I would I would assume if Jesus would go to these boards, right? Or these you know administrations, school administration, he will, he will kick them all out as well. He will say, hey. This is a place for principle, for morals, for teaching, for learning. This is a place not for what you're doing. You're all out of this place. You're all out. I don't want anybody of you doing this. Because these people are not doing school business. 
That's right. We're not doing other. I think that's an so excellent is- an excellent analogy. There is that these people are not doing the and what's been happening administratively in the schools for decades now. It's not about education. It's a, it's, it's become a- about other stuff, and then suddenly we have uneducated kids. Exactly, Pastor Scott, and I'm I'm so happy that that you, you brought this subject or whoever brought it today. Well, we we need to kick this all out, and I think the first thing we need to do is this: we need to put people on these boards, whether teachers, whether principals, whether whoever, that have kids. Yeah, kids. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because you can't, you can't, you're not for this. You you might even be, you might even, you might even be. Um, you know, on the left of the issue of the transgender issue, you might even be supportive of those issues, but you're, as a parent, you're not in support yes. of your school lying to you about your kids. You're not. Exactly. And if you exactly. are, you have a problem as a parent. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Exactly, Pastor. I mean, yeah. we need to put people who have the heart for the kids, who yeah. have the heart to teach them. Uh, the people who are there right now, they are not qualified in any, many different ways. One of them, their heart is not there for the kids. Well, if the agenda is not, edu- no. not actually educating and it's something else, you, you shouldn't be on the school board, right? You should, uh, there's other uh-huh. activist things you can do. But that's something where, uh, you know, you're right, we've lost. But I want you to, I want you to know that, there, that people are realizing that this has changed. And uh, I think that it's possible that that we're going to have a lot more school boards um, turn the corner on this because a lot of people who are in, listening up and down the state are saying, uh, I'm going to run. I am going to run for the sake of these kids. Hey, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show today. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. There's a famous quote. Um, it gets attributed to G.K. Chesterton, although some people disagree with that. Sometimes there's like famous quotes, you know, that people say that it doesn't have it. It really wasn't them. Still good. All right. It says, uh, when men choose not to believe in God, they do not thereafter believe in nothing. They then they become capable of believing in anything. And that's the idea with, you know, we're moving away from God in our institutions if you if you don't believe in God, you're going to believe in something. You have to anchor your belief somewhere. And if what you anchor your belief in is secularism or leftism or some kind of other philosophy, uh, you're going to go all in for that because you have nothing else. You don't have a standard of truth to hold on to. That matters greatly. Whenever you read the philosophers, they'll mess you up, right? Nietzsche and those guys will mess you up. But they were messed up personally. And the reason guys like Nietzsche were smart got messed up was because he left God, but he knew that in doing so, he said that it untethers you from the universe. It untethers the earth from the sun. It untethers everything that works when you leave God, and you have to get tethered to something else. It's just that you don't even know if that other thing exists, or it might not be reality. And whenever you take that thought that there is no God or that there is no moral standard, that there is no right and wrong whether it be spiritually or physically, emotionally, if you think that there's just not a truth out there, you're, you got to anchor that somewhere. There's no place to anchor it. You know, one of the things that was at these uh, protests, there's a group out there 
uh, and they're called the revolutionary communists. That's what they call themselves. Okay, so I, I always get nervous when somebody says they're communists or they're a fascist, right? Because people throw those words around and don't really know what they mean or they get misapplied. These guys are, are saying that about themselves, okay? And this is at the Orange Unified School District last night, one of the uh, revolutionary communists. And as part of the revolutionary communists, we actually are here to say that this policy and, and even having the discussion about changing the words in this policy. So you note something here as a communist, what she says, the policy, but even talking about it, you shouldn't be even talking about it. You shouldn't even be allowed to have the discussion. Trying to reach across the aisle with fascism. Is- it's not fascism. It has nothing to do with fascism. In fact, oddly, oddly, these groups are more closer to fascism than uh, the people they're speaking out against usually. It's like just completely the wrong terms. We have to, we are getting organized for a real revolution to get rid of this system, to get to a whole society and world where LGBT people are actually treated and viewed as full human beings. Which, by the way, this is why I'm playing this, because LGBTQ, T, whatever it is, people, if you want treatment as full human beings, then joining the revolutionary communists and uh, the way they're described as their Maoist, that's the wrong way to go. Because if you were in Maoist China and you were gay, you were sent to a re-education camp where you were probably killed or you were beaten. And, you know, let me tell you something. Communism has not been good at all to gay people. Communism has not been good at all to most people groups or religions, however you want to break it down, by ethnicity or by religion or orientation. Historically, communism, Marxism, what it ultimately does is it destroys people and only uplifts a small number of people, usually white guys, uh, into wealth and power where they hold on to it for life and everybody else suffers. So it always kills me when somebody adopts some philosophy where history has shown, no, people who have had that philosophy, uh, they destroy you. They use you. They use you to break down the family. They use you to undo the system. That's what they do. That's Marxism. And then once that has been done, then they discard you and you become worthless. That's that's wrong. See, the gospel is that Jesus died for your sins. The gospel is, is that there is one way to be right with God, and that is to trust Jesus, and that is to turn your heart to whoever you are, and that everybody needs to do that. So nobody's better than anybody else. Everybody falls short, and everybody gets saved the same way. It's just it's so important that we get that. I got to take a break. It's Open Line Friday. We'll come back with Hour 2. We'll take your calls, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show. You can follow us on social media right now at Pastor Scott Show. Be right back. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 